Should I be saving 50% of my income every month? Or better yet, how much of my income should I be saving every month? Should I be saving 50% of my paychecks? Let's talk about the strategy behind determining how much of your paycheck you should be saving every month. This is Financially Fit with Coach Hill, the podcast where you learn to train your money like a pro athlete trains for success. I'm Coach Hill, personal finance expert and money coach to the NFL. I took everything I've learned from coaching pro athletes for the last 10 years and founded Financial Footwork to help you become more financially fit, find your success with your money, and live the lifestyle you want with the money that you've got. Should I be saving 50% of my income every month? Or better yet, how much of my income should I be saving every month? I get this question all the time. And honestly, there is no one size fits all answer. So let's start with an activity that I do with every single one of my NFL teams in rookie camp every single year, which is my cost of living activity. And let's dive into exactly what that means because you can use this exact same exercise for yourself and your family based on where you live. So when I go to NFL facilities, one of the things that I do is I show the guys based on where they got drafted, how much it's gonna cost them to live in that respective state. So if I compare Green Bay, Wisconsin, to Kansas City, Missouri, to San Francisco, all of the costs of living in those areas are completely different. So a guy in Green Bay is going to have the opportunity to save way more of his game check than the guy working in San Francisco, California, strictly because the cost of living in San Fran, let's just face it, sucks. And the cost of living in Green Bay is pretty cheap. So this activity really looks at where do you live? How much does it cost to live there? And what is your income in comparison to the cost of living? So if we're to compare three cities and we're going to look at the price of rent, we're gonna look at the price of gas, healthcare and food. Those are gonna be your essentials. Those are going to be the things that change city to city and actually really determine the final cost of living. If I am to compare the average rent in San Francisco, California, which is about $4,100 as of 2023, versus the average rent in say Kansas City, Missouri, which is about $1,800 a month, that's a huge difference just in rent costs. So when you're talking about how much should I save, what it comes down to is your budget and using your budget to determine how your cost of living is gonna impact your savings account. So that brings me to the big hitter. Everybody hates it, everybody loves it, and that is your budget. Your budget tells you where your money's going every single month, not the other way around. You set your budget based on where you live and what it costs to live there. So when you're thinking about how much can I save or how much should I save, take it back to your budget. Take it back to what you should be working on every single month, which is income in, expenses out, and what's left over. Based on where you live, these numbers are going to be drastically different. If I'm talking to somebody in Chicago, Illinois, versus someone in Raleigh, North Carolina, your budgets are gonna look completely different and the amount of money you can save every month is also going to be vastly different. Whether you're saving 5% of your income a month, $5 a month, or $10,000 a month, saving is based on what you're earning, where you're living, and how you're setting yourself up for success with your budget. So we've touched on budgets. We've talked about what the cost of living does to impact your budget. But what happens if you have debt and you wanna start saving money? Should you pay down your credit card debt first or should you start saving and investing first? I get this question all the time. It's a really big ticket question. And at the end of the day, this is what I narrow it down to as a financial educator. Now, this is not a one size fits all. This is just a generic idea of what you could do. If you have credit card debt and you're paying 25% interest on that credit card, chances are you're not gonna earn 25% interest investing in the stock market. 
So you probably want to get that debt paid down as quickly as you can and focus a lot of your energy on getting rid of your debt before you start chunking all your money away for savings. Now, that being said, there needs to be a balance. You do need a savings account and you do need an emergency fund, which I'll touch on in a moment. But paying down debt, if you have it with high interest credit cards, the majority of the money that you have left over every month should be going to pay down that debt while still saving some for emergencies every single month. If you don't have any money in a savings account, it's best to get at least 500 to 1,000 in that savings account just in case life happens. Which brings me to your emergency fund. How much of my money should I actually be saving and where should it be going? Now that you're thinking about saving money and you're trying to figure out how much should I save, now we have to determine what type of accounts those go into. Are you saving for your rainy day fund, your emergency fund? Do you have a short-term goal? Do you have a long-term goal? What are your savings goals? Write them out, get a piece of paper, write them out. Figure out what those goals are for you. First and foremost, fund your emergency fund. How much of your emergency fund should you have funded? Depends on your situation. Usually the average in the financial community is six to 12 months. Six to 12 months of your expenses, not your wants, not the stuff you wanna go do the vacations, but your true expenses. If you stopped working today, what would you have to pay for? That is a need. Those are the expenses that must be qualified for your emergency fund. So if we need six to 12 months of all of your expenses in an account, it's time to start doing the math. Now I'm gonna backtrack a minute and say this. If you're single, you're young, you're fresh out of college or you're working your first job, and let's say you get laid off or something happens and you need to find work, is it gonna take you three to six months to find work? Probably not. You'll probably find something rather quickly if you're really out there looking. So you may not need a full 12 months in your emergency fund. Now let's flip to the person that has a family and kids and you are the sole income earner for your house. You absolutely need to have at least six to 12 months in that emergency fund because if anything happens to you and you are the sole income earner and it might be harder for you to find another job, you also have kids to take care of and life happens. So depending on where you're at in life, what's going on with your job situation, if you have student loans you're paying down or credit card debt, that emergency fund is gonna fluctuate and it's up to you on how you wanna fund it. But the average is six to 12 months. If you're younger, just getting started, three months is great. If you really wanna deep dive how to calculate your emergency fund, grab our money management toolkit, go to financiallyfitpodcast.com, plug into the emergency fund, and we will actually show you what you need to calculate, how you need to calculate it, and how much you need in your emergency fund to be stacked and ready to go. Now there's such thing as too much money in an emergency fund. If you've got 24 to 36 months of expenses saved, that might be too much money. You may need to start thinking about pulling some of that money back and putting it to work for you in other areas. Your emergency fund is not your long-term savings. It's the place where you store that rainy day money in case shit happens in life, which we all know it does. Now, getting onto short-term and long-term savings, retirement, buying a house, asset building activities. This is where you start stacking that cash and making it work for you. For every single person, your goals will be different. What you want out of life and where you are at in life right now will determine how much of your income you're going to save for those short and long-term goals. It's for you to decide based on where you're at and what your budget is telling you about the cost of living in your area and your spending habits. So everything that we're talking about when we say, should we save 50% of our income, comes back to your budget. What are you spending and what are you saving? Because that's going to tell you whether you're saving 5% or 75% of your income. And it's also gonna give you a really good idea of what you can improve to actually save more. Once you get the idea of saving down and you really master your budget, 
that's when the wealth building activities can come into play. But until you master that budget and you take control of your spending, building wealth isn't going to be something that's easy or even in some cases attainable. Master your budget, get your debt paid off, and then start working on those wealth building activities. This is a process. It takes everybody different timelines to get it done. Don't rush it, make it work for you. Let's take it full circle. Let's go back to the NFL. The three cities I mentioned, Green Bay, Kansas City, and San Francisco. Depending on where that player lives, he's gonna get his rookie salary. And in Green Bay, it's gonna go a lot further than it would in San Francisco. So you have to be mindful of that with your personal finances. And in order to stay financially fit, you have to understand the cost of living and how it impacts your budget. So should you be saving 50% of your income? Realistically, no. You might be, but the answer is based on your scenario, where you live, your budget, and where you're at in life. From $5 to 50%, any money you can save to better your financial fitness is absolutely a win. If you want to fast track your money training, grab my financial fitness course. It's a 12-week boot camp to get your budget and your savings goals lined up. You can grab it at financiallyfitpodcast.com. And remember, train your money like a pro athlete trains for success.